Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to one more session of the Delphi Economic Forum 2020. My name is Christos Danesis, and I'm the general manager of Sigma Live Network, which is the market leader of digital publishing in Cyprus. It is also the digital business unit of DS Media Group, which is the largest media group of companies on the country. For this session, I'm really pleased to be joined by Sir Rob Wainwright, senior partner of Deloitte's European Cyber and Financial Crime Practices, has a long background in cybersecurity, and he was also the executive director of the European Law Enforcement Agency, better known under the name Europol. Welcome, Sir Rob, and thank you for being here with us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Christos. So for the next 20 minutes, we will have a very interesting uh, conversation about cybersecurity in the age of accelerated digital transformation. We will try to explore the new trends in cybercrime and learn how companies and individuals should respond to these cyber threats, especially now that almost all the countries encourage their citizens to stay, learn and work from home. During the COVID-19 crisis, we noticed a significant increase in the adoption of digital technologies in all business sector as companies were forced to accelerate the process of digital transformation. However, situations that are urgent have increased risk because humans tend to make less accurate, less preferred, less informed decisions when the time to make that decision is really compressed. So, Sir Rob, do you think that this urgency raises the risk of security vulnerabilities? And have you noticed any changes in cyber threats against individuals or businesses or critical infrastructures lately? Well, I've been following criminals and trying to stop them for most of my career, Christos, and I wasn't surprised that immediately we saw criminal networks, especially in the cyber domain, trying to exploit COVID-19, of course, is typical of what they do. Uh, what we saw, I think, across Europe when COVID-19 really um, struck our communities and started, of course, disrupting economic life through March and, and, and early April, a sudden spike in in the uh, in the number of phishing attacks that we were seeing, phishing attacks that really uh, were trying to lure people towards fake websites, fake websites that were pretending to offer uh, test kits, free test kits, or, or even vaccines for COVID nineteen. Of course, these were fake, um, and most of the time, the, even the website was fake. They weren't even offering counterfeit products. They were offering nothing. They were just designed to catch your password and your credentials as a means by which to attack you. So once again, a typical phishing attack, um, this time a new opportunity, and that, that's all it was. Others that were trying to intercept in the US, for example, the government payment relief schemes that were going out to citizens. So opportunistic by nature. Actually, what I saw was an increase in uh, the number, the volume of opportunistic phishing attacks, but I didn't see anything special in in, in the sophistication of, of this. So the threat for me wasn't really up in, in a significant way. But you know, in your in your opening comments, Christos, you're right that whereas the threat didn't really rise, our vulnerabilities did definitely because we were scaling up a massive working from home. A capability and putting much more of our IT network in a different environment. 
uh, with our users now you um, are having to rely on uh, on their own devices at home for example so the attack surface went up so yes our vulnerabilities have definitely increased since covid 19. Uh, so uh, cyber criminals are taking advantage of the covid 19 pandemic to launch a variety of cyber attacks as you say and uh, but uh, we remember that the financial sector was traditionally the preferred target for cyber criminals. Uh, lately, commercial organizations are also being targeted. Have you also noticed any changes in this kind of trends lately? Well, I don't think this is associated only with COVID. I think uh, we've seen it um, now in recent years, a trend, of course, by which all industries and sectors are affected, as you say, by, by cybersecurity. I still think the, the most dangerous attacks and the highest grade in terms of their capabilities are concentrated on the financial sector and we can understand why. But actually most of the everyday cybercrime, if I can call it that, is about stealing personal data and then monetizing that by putting, putting them for sale on, on these criminal darknet places. So stolen data is the oil in the criminal system, definitely. But at the top end of, of what I think is a cyber criminal economy, uh, higher grade forms of malware. Uh, we've seen, for example, ransomware um, been part of our problem for five years. But just since the turn of this year, since the start of 2020, a new strain of, of ransomware that is more dangerous, ransomware that can not only lock down your systems, but also steal the data, exfiltrate the data. So you have on companies and it's spreading far beyond the finance sector into commercial organizations, you have a double extortion threat now. A threat that says, unless you give me some money, I'm going to lock down your data systems and I'm going to tie your networks up until you give me more than that now. And unless you do that, I will take the data away from you and expose it publicly. And this double extortion effect is an example of how different forms of cyber threats are now growing. This is not related to COVID-19, it was happening anyway. If anything, it was happening in the background more quietly while we were focused on COVID-19, becoming more dangerous all the time. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that you agree that uh, with the rapid increase of new technologies, it is very hard for a company to follow the pace of the tech industry. So do you think that cyber criminals will always be one step ahead when it comes to cybersecurity? Um, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic in, in nature. I've, I've seen also in, in my police career some examples of fantastic law enforcement successes in closing down some of the largest cyber criminal networks in the world. Uh, and, you know, we did that through effective international collaboration. There's a lesson there, isn't there, that, that we, we are at our safest, more secure, most effective when we work together across industries between governments uh, and the private sector and of course across borders uh, so when we get our act together i think we can do this providing you know we we share our information we are smart about choosing um, where to process our, our priorities um, so i don't think we we are always one step behind i do think though that the criminal has some great advantages they they are forming their own, what I call a cyber criminal economy already. And part of that economy really is about a global network now uh, with an infrastructure, large scale infrastructure on the dark net and beyond that really connects cyber criminal groups across the world in a much more of a syndicate type operation. So we, we really are faced 
at the top end of this threat with high-grade international syndicates that know what they're doing. And, and it concerns me that the threat um, is, is heading, that in a in, heading in that direction at a time when still a lot of companies are struggling even to get some of the cybersecurity basics in place. And that, that has to be a concern for all of us. Yeah, so, so how do you think companies can respond effectively towards cyber threats, uh, especially during the COVID-19 crisis where many of them are also struggling for survival? Yes, it's interesting. I mean, if you take COVID-19 as an example of, of you know, how, how to respond, um, I think what struck, struck me actually, Christos, was the way in which I was seeing uh, how society and governments were responding to the pandemic itself in ways using strategies that were very similar, actually, to cybersecurity principles that we've been promoting for some years. It strikes me you know, how the language is very similar. You know, we, we talk about a computer virus in the same way as it's a pandemic, a biological virus. We talk about developing a vaccine for uh, coronavirus in the same way as we need antivirus solutions in the computer world, for example. And in terms of our solutions, you know, we, we've heard a lot from scientists about the problem we have in society. One of the problems in dealing with um, COVID-19 is that we don't understand enough about it. Well, that's that's essentially the intelligence-led principles that we've been running with in the cybersecurity for, for so long, that you have to invest in understanding your enemy, if you can call it that, your threat, in a much greater way. We hear a lot about um, hygiene, for example, about um, you know, asking our population to wash their hands, for example, social distancing. Cyber hygiene is a term we've used for many, many years. And the equivalent of wash your hands for computer users in many, many organizations is don't click on the suspicious link. So you know, do something that is that is of a certain hygiene standard. And I also think track and trace, which is clearly a hallmark uh, strength, a feature of the way in which a lot of countries are responding to the virus at the moment. For us in computer land, in, in, in cybersecurity land, that's just... Detect and response, another very important principle. You know, you have to detect, track the problem as soon as possible, trace where the ends of it are, are, are working in order to close it down. So I think, Christos, what, what we have seen is some of the principles in cybersecurity, when we get it right, are absolutely right. They're, they're proven to be um, the right things to do. And we're seeing now in other parts of the world, also in, in response to this crisis, how those principles are coming through. I think one more point though, Christos, I think in, in terms of responding right now to the impact of of COVID-19, you know, this this lockdown also in the, in the way in which we are working from home, it exposes ourselves to much greater threats. I think therefore we, we, we have to take care of the way in which so many remote devices are connecting to our enterprise uh, structure, of course. So that there are very smart, technologies like a virtual desktop in, um, infrastructure which which work in a way that protect us um, but we have to get right I think this bit is business of user awareness we have to make sure that our staff understand that there will be there has been a spike in phishing attacks they need to be more alert than ever uh, before they they click on those links yeah uh, there is also a question um, which I think that it it comes up every six months. Um, what do you think is the most underrated risk of security today 
that companies should pay more attention maybe the following years you know that new technologies are coming like 5g or internet of things that will connect more devices to the network so are there any underrated risks uh, right now that companies should pay attention more I think they have to pay attention to the fact that that there are risks everywhere, that, that, that all new technologies will be exploited by some cyber criminals. We have to understand that. And we've seen that every time we have a new IoT device or, or capability come through, it's immediately exploited. Cryptocurrencies have been exploited. It's a major reason why, by the way, ransomware has become a problem, because you can now extort money from people in an anonymized way. Every new technology has a criminal opportunity. We have to understand that. So it's also about developing a security by design culture in, 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 your, in your system, in, in your organization, the way that you deal with it. I think if there was one specific area that is underestimated in my view, it's insider threat. And I don't necessarily mean malicious insider threat that people have been planted to work in some kind of corrupt way with criminal organizations. That is a threat, it is there. But actually the way in which, in an unintended way, going back to user uh, activity that um, we can we can have so many cybersecurity problems. By far and away, the the greatest part of cybersecurity incidents are caused by by user behavior error. Uh, and so, attending to that, I think, is 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 always seems to me to be underestimated and an important thing to get right. Um, after this short discussion, I'm sure that companies will now have enough to think as implementing their digital transformation strategy because we all need to understand that cyber threats will continue to evolve, causing harm globally, but we don't have to fear and we need to be prepared to respond to these new forms of crime. So Rob, thank you for joining us today. It was nice talking to you about this important topic, not only for the companies, but for every individual who experienced the impact of digital transformation. I think that you highlighted the threats and gave us uh, useful information and ideas on how firms can position themselves to survive is in such a dangerous landscape. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you all for watching this session about cybersecurity in the age of accelerated digital transformation. There are a lot of interesting sessions coming up on the Delphi Economic Forum 2020. Goodbye and stay safe.